locations all around Chicago. This year, Tuck has you covered with Mother's Day brunch buffets, family meals, scratch-made sweets, and chef's counter seats. Learn more at ExploreTuck. That's T-O-C-K dot com. Tuck, delicious, starts here. Most of the major colleges, hospitals, they're big institutions that are that are nonprofits, and they do have to register in the state of Illinois. So we're still... We're still uh, working on that. Uh, I think there's always the question about, you know, campaign finance. Uh, we're not ready yet in Chicago or Illinois to, to embrace public financing. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we still have the Citizens United case down in. Citizens United case in the U.S. Supreme Court that has just made a muck of campaign finance nationwide. So no, there's really there's really a lot more to do. There's always more to do, but I, I'm I have to tell you, Sasha, I'm very proud that in the last couple of years we have done an enormous amount. You know, one of the big problems that were in those indictments that are currently working their way through the courts mm-hmm. was the lobbying by 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 the guys who had these real estate tax. Uh, real estate tax practices on the side, uh, like Madigan and Burke, and then they would use their influence to lobby each other and then have the benefit of the legal work. So that's all banned now. We, that can't happen again. Uh, we now, we have the broadest lobbying ban in the nation as far as elected officials are concerned. In other words, elected officials cannot Right. Be, lob- be lobbyists externally or to us. That's the broadest in the nation. And we also have just banned elected officials who are attorneys from having legal practices that are at odds with the interests of the city. So tell me, so, what are the next steps then in the legislative process for yeah, this well, so, set of... Uh, we'll be reforms. having briefings for aldermen. I'm gathering co-sponsors. A lot of aldermen are interested in being co-sponsors. And this is being introduced into my committee, the Ethics and Government Oversight Committee, okay. and I'm, we will have a hearing, and I hope we will pass. I hope we will pass it. Before I let you go, Alderwoman, I, actually, I want to bring it back to Alderman Scott Wagaspak um, and touch on the the city's ward remap. You, you held a press conference together to announce your your support for redistricting. Um, mm-hmm. the, the map that was backed by the Black Caucus, and you say that it's a choice about ethics. What did you mean? Well, you know, we have been trying to make sure that the people have uh, appropriate representation. And it is very, it, it remains very upsetting, and I think an embarrassment, that Alderman Burke is still here after the depth of the indictment, and I and I have called on him to step down. But it is kind of shocking that the map, uh, let me start by saying, so we handled that problem by all but redistricting Burke out of his ward. We took a stand against that in the map that we approved and uh, approved the Road Rules Committee. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only one precinct <laughs> left of his original ward, and this is designed to get someone else in there in the next election. But the the map of uh, the map that uh, some people, the Latino Caucus, is trying to present 
tomorrow is city council uh, keeps more than half of his district to him. And I think that that is not a good direction for us to be going. And that map represents really a backdoor effort to keep Alderman uh, Burke in power. So it's, it's, it is really against the values for which I stand and certainly all in the way I expect does as well. Well, that is Alderwoman Michelle Smith. We'll have to leave it there. Uh, she's Alderwoman of the 43rd Ward on Chicago's north side. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you very much, Sasha. Bye-bye. Bye. Coming up, we are going to talk with the host of Music Therapy. It's a Chicago-based podcast that discusses mental health and positive self-care among artists and the modern music scene. That's just ahead. But first, a former suburban mayor is going to prison. Here's Claire Lane. Yes, the former mayor of South Suburban Crestwood, Lou Presta, has been sentenced to a year in federal prison for taking $5,000 to help a red light camera company. Presta resigned as Crestwood's mayor in November when he pleaded guilty to official misconduct and other crimes. He admitted taking the money to help Safe Speed put more cameras in the suburb and to increase revenue from existing cameras. Safe Speed officials say it had no knowledge of the criminal conduct. Property owners in Chicago, as well as some parts of suburban Cook County, may not see their next property tax bill until December. Cook County Assessor Fritz Cagey made the projection during an hours-long hearing yesterday held by county commissioners. The assessor blames technology upgrades for the late bills, and the Board of Review blames the assessor for not having a backup plan. And in sports, due to potentially cold temperatures, freezing temperatures, the start time for tomorrow's game between the Chicago White Sox and Kansas City Royals has been changed to 1.10 p.m. from the originally scheduled 6.10 p.m. start. Fans do not need to exchange any game tickets to attend the rescheduled game. This is WBEZ. More of Reset is next. And at 1 o'clock, we'll bring you here and now, and we'll get the latest from the ground in Kiev. WBEZ is supported by CIBC, helping people go from where they are to where they want to be for 150 years. From starting local to going national, CIBC Bank USA. Ambitions made real. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. WBEZ is also supported by Northlight Theater, presenting Intimate Apparel. A New York 1905, a young seamstress tries to sew her way out of poverty and refashions her future in a drama by Pulitzer Prize winner Lynn Nottage. Northlight.org. Join WBEZ for Legally Stolen Live, a podcast event hosted by social justice artist Tanika Lewis-Johnson and Tiff Beatty of the National Public Housing Museum. They'll talk about predatory real estate practices in Chicago's predominantly black neighborhoods and how art can be a catalyst for change. That's Thursday, April 28th at Kennedy King College in Englewood or at WBEZ.org slash events going to have a partly sunny and breezy day. We'll get to a high near 50 degrees. And tonight we have a frost advisory. That's supposed to begin after midnight with a low near 32. This is 91.5 WBEZ. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. And the song you're hearing is I See You Among the Stars by Chicago artist Jessica Risker. Risker has combined her work as a musician and her license in mental health counseling to create a podcast for those in the music scene. It's called Music Therapy. Now, on her show, she provides a space for honest conversations that go beyond the beats. 
It focuses on how to grow creatively in a healthy manner. She joins us now to tell us more about the podcast. Welcome to Reset, Jessica. Hi, Sasha. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us more about music therapy. What are some of the topics that you would say you typically cover on the show? Yeah, we, so these are, um, there's a different um, format for the show. We do in-depth artist interviews um, is one format, and for that we'll talk about the creative process, we'll talk about specific mental health issues and how people are navigating art as either a serious pursuit or a, a career path for themselves. And I'll also talk with um, therapists, and those episodes are focused um, on very specific mental health issues. So an example of a recent episode that I did there was on performance anxiety. I talked with Dr. Claire Kubisa about performance anxiety, understanding it, offering tools for dealing with it. We just released an episode this morning on um, toxic people. We hear the word toxic all the time. All the time. But, you know, it's not really a clinical term. It's not something that's that's diagnosed, but we have a sense of what it means, and so we really explored what does it mean, and how do you deal with somebody who might fit that description. So those are the kinds of things that we'll explore on the show. You just mentioned Jess Showman. She was on Reset uh, recently, so that's great to hear that you uh, collaborated there. Um, you start the podcast. At the, you started the podcast when the pandemic began. Is that right? Yeah, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic. Musicians were, you know, including myself, of course, we all had all of our shows canceled, and um, musicians were turning to social media to do live performances and kind of connect. And I had the idea one morning to kind of combine my counseling skills with my music and kind of offer something to the music community. I started off by doing, um, you know, simple things like guided meditations or, or helping people to create a routine um, in their lives after the day-to-day the -day had been so disrupted, and then mm -hmm. it kind of turned into these long-form interviews with other musicians. Was there any specific event that you encountered or, or your colleagues in the business that inspired you to take that leap? That inspired me to take the leap to make the podcast? You, to just offer your counseling services, right, and turn it around to trying to help people. I mean, I think that it was kind of, you know, I had that musician musician urge to share my music and to kind of be part of the conversation, but also, you know, as a therapist, I am talking to people all day long, all week long. Anyway, so it's kind of like, well, what's one more hour going I see. on yeah. and talking to people, and this is something that comes very naturally after all of these years of doing it, so... What would you say, Jessica, are some of the most pressing issues that are facing musicians right now? Like, what is the community struggling with the most? Well, I think that um, when it comes to mental health, and there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of sort of questions about returning to, quote, normal, or returning to how musicians were operating as far as income with live shows, um, struggling with you know, a lot of creative people might think to themselves, um, and especially this was maybe more at the beginning of the of the pandemic, but I have all this free time, but I can't create. Like, why is that? You know, this would be a great time to grasp um, and just kind of make stuff, but dealing with all the stress and anxiety and uncertainty is kind of getting in the way. So exploring that, I think another really common one is the 
somewhat tortured relationship that um, artists have with social media. It feels kind of like a mm. necessary thing to get on there and talk about your art and share your art, but it also can feel but, very yeah. narcissistic and not totally genuine, and a lot of people are struggling with that medium. And I think sometimes the, that instant gratification or, or you know, the, that... Um, instant connection you have with fans or with you know people who may not be fans that can sometimes contribute because people can be pretty mean on social media let's let's face it you know i think one of the things that i like about the podcast this is just true of being a therapist is that you you know social media it's it's very curated but also flattens us you know it reduces us to either how we're presenting ourselves or how somebody's sort of characterizing us a certain few qualities would be reduced to and i think Part of the podcast for me is that you're getting to know people as these vulnerable, complicated people that are really just like you and I with thoughts and feelings and fears and hopes. And um, it just humanizes people to get to know people in this in this more in-depth way. You um, you talk about some pretty heavy stuff on the show uh, as well. You know, a few weeks ago, you spoke with Kirk Rawlings from the band Courtesy about some personal battles that he had. I want to play a little bit of that, but uh, first I do want to caution our listeners that the conversation discusses suicide. The National Suicide Hotline number is 1-800-273-8255. Let's listen. I had been hospitalized twice when I was a kid uh, for suicide attempts. I think that's the first time it hit me like the ripple effect of suicide, of even a suicide attempt, of people in your life that are so far in the periphery that you don't even see them, but you still have an effect on their lives, you know? And also, Courtesy has a song that's it's about assisted suicide, like the hook in the, if I say I want to die, just let me die. So Jessica, I, I'm curious about your overall approach when you're having these conversations, because... As we just heard, they can truly go in any direction. They can. You know, he wanted to talk about that. And I think that when you listen to the whole episode, he talks through those experiences that he went through and those feelings that he went through. But he also talks about why that's not even a consideration for him now and how people reacted to the attempts that he made um, to take his own life. And... For an episode about suicide, it's actually kind of uplifting at the end. Um, my approach for the podcast as a whole is to kind of just get out of the way. I mean, as a therapist, you know, these aren't therapy sessions by any means, but as a therapist, my job is to listen, you know, to make help people feel comfortable sharing and to kind of pull at threads. All that, though, um, Kirk, you know, he, he very much wanted to share with people. He was interested in if this helps somebody else to know that somebody else has been there, then mm-hmm. then that's what I want to offer. Why do you take that, that, that approach? You talked about that sort of therapy hands-off. Why is that so important? To just let them speak and share whatever they're comfortable with. Well, because it's not about me, first of all, but also that I think hearing other people's stories is how we understand our own experiences and give words and kind of normalize our own experiences 
and it just resonates with people when they're allowed to have space to talk in their own words and share their stories. And I just want to provide the kind of the avenue yeah. for them to do that. In addition to the podcast, you are hosting these monthly live sessions. They're called Music Therapy Group Session at uh, Cafe Mustache in Logan Square. What are these like? So these are really fun. I had, I had the idea to do a group session even before we could go back to venues. And, um, you know, who's got more drama than bands? You know, bands are notorious for infighting mm. and creative struggles yeah. and substance use. And, um, and so I could see that this can make for an interesting live taping of the podcast. And so group session is basically where we'll get a full band into Cafe Mustache. We have an in-depth conversation. And even though I just mentioned some of those heavier things, we actually do try to keep the show lighter. There's comedy interspersed. There's there's video features and the band plays um, a full performance after we have a conversation. And I really like the show because when you go see a band and get to know their relationships with each other and what they're putting into the music and what they're trying to achieve. And then you hear them perform the music they just talked about. You really connect with them in this really intimate way. And the whole experience, it's always really fun. People always love doing the shows and they always love coming to the shows. It's it's been um, a really great offshoot of the podcast. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, That is music therapy podcast host Jessica Risker, and we are talking about mental health in the Chicago music scene. As we mentioned earlier, you are a musician yourself, Jessica. You performed on NPR Music, actually, before the pandemic. I want to play a little bit of that. So you talked earlier about the challenges, of course, early in the pandemic with, you know, performances being shut down and musicians sort of having to do without. But have you been able to perform live much over the last couple of years? Well, not when all the venues were shut down, but I've certainly gotten back to it as quickly as I could. I'm performing at the Empty Bottle on Monday, May 2nd. So there's a show coming up, nice. free Monday. <laughs> so I'll plug that. Um, but yeah, as soon as, you know, I spent... Um, the bulk of quarantine actually writing a new album and so I've been working with the band on the songs that were composed during that time and we've we've definitely been playing shows we've missed it a lot yeah how would you say music therapy has changed you as an artist the podcast yeah um well I mean here's you know here's the thing is that when I was first starting to make music I knew I really wanted to do it but it was really daunting I had this really strong inner critic I was really frustrated and sometimes discouraged but the thing that that kept me going was you know encouragement uh, mostly from my brother he would give me feedback and pep talks and also I would learn how other artists would make things mm-hmm. it felt from the outside like people were just these superhuman geniuses and they were coming up with these finished products but as I would read books or read interviews with artists I would learn oh they actually struggle with this stuff too they have writer's block they have an inner critic. They don't always know what they're doing. And to me, you know, I think anybody who's creative wants to foster that creativity. And and for me, I mean, 
I get so much out of these interviews with these musicians because I admire them and I love hearing about how do they make it work? Yeah. How do they have a kid and go on and, tour? And how Jessica, do they write music? Are you taking care of yourself though? You know, during these conversations in between, are you taking care of you? I absolutely am. I'm lucky. I have a three-year-old son. He keeps me on a schedule. I think that doing the podcast itself gave me something to do, gave me a structure, and I absolutely am. Thank you for checking checking in on that. Yeah, for sure. That was Jessica Risker, a musician, licensed clinical professional counselor, and podcast host of Music Therapy. You can catch her live the second Wednesday every month at Cafe Mustache in Logan Square. Thank you so much for joining us, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. Let's head out on some more of her music. Here is The Waves. That's it for Reset. Tomorrow on the show, we're going to check in with the founder of the Pullman Porter Museum about her plans for a major expansion. Plus, we dig into a new report on the health of U.S. counties. We'll get the details from one of the lead experts, and we'll hear from the Cook County Department of Public Health about how we can move from data to action. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thank you for listening, and have a great day. We'll meet again tomorrow. one o'clock and this is 91.5 WBEZ. Thanks for spending part of your Tuesday with us. We are under mostly cloudy skies downtown. Right now we have about 43